was stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to sing on this episode, I promise. It's like you incepted my brain and my asshole at the same time. Somebody once told me the world is kind of funny. Ugh. I don't have any other choice, so I guess I'm prison gay. I plucked down the money for this. I own this. It's a part of me. All of a sudden, it's Sophie's choice of sci-fi movies. One thing about this uh, is one thing about this job is you have to be proactive. It's one of those things where it's like you have to think of every single thing that could possibly go wrong because it will. Um, you just, you seriously, you have to think everything that can go wrong will go wrong, um, for every single aspect. And so having more and more of that mindset as I trudge my way through this hellish existence is, <laughs> is, is this morning. It's like Isle of Dogs opens this Friday. <laughs> okay. Can I guess? Yes. I, I want to guess. Uh, did, when did you announce this booking? Was it today? Oh, no, this has been announced for a, a long, long time. I mean, a good month, month and a half. Are you getting, um, let me guess here. Our Friday night show is almost sold out already. Okay. But, uh, are you getting people that are pissed off that you're showing it because it's, uh, either racially inappropriate or cultural appropriation? No. Okay. <laughs> Because there have been those discussions going on online. Yeah, not that. Um, so this morning I'm like, this is a big movie. <clears throat> this is a this is a really big movie for us. I'm like, eh, you know what? And it's been confirmed with the, with Fox, so we're good to go. I'm like, you know, let's just see when the, the physical DCP of the movie is going to arrive. Just so that in my head I know it is at our theater. It is time for either the, the show leader to ingest it or myself if I'm there to ingest it. Because it's probably going to be 200 gigabytes. Uh, it takes a long time, and if it if it starts to ingest during the evening when the movies are playing, it can literally take seven, eight hours to ingest. Two hundred gigabytes for um, I mean, that is crazy. Yeah, well, it's this is like a huge uncompressed file yeah. on a big hard drive. So, it, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, they have to ship me the DCP. Now, so half of our movies are downloaded, which is the same, like you know, hundred to hundred to two hundred gigabytes. So, it's either. A lot of the more independent movies, like both the movies we have on right now, were downloaded. Still huge files, but you click download and then you, it just slowly works its way to download. The DCP has to be stuck in this box and it's a process. This is a big movie. I didn't want any, any room for error. So I email, uh, Deluxe. That's the company that ships out the DCPs to everybody. Hey, just wanting, uh, wanting to confirm when, uh, Isle of Dogs will arrive at our theater. Uh, half hour, hour later, get an email back. I'm sorry, but did, we are showing that that was canceled. Like, just, my intestines just dropped <laughs> right out my sphincter, right there. Right there. I'm like, of course, of course it was canceled. I'm what? like, of course. I'm like, I think I said that to my wife. I'm like, of course it was canceled. And why? Who knows? Who knows? So now I'm now I'm immediately stressed out. Flop off. sweat. Full, full yeah, on just, flop sweat. I'm like, we've been promoting this movie. We've been we sold tons of tickets. We I mean So I emailed the distributor and I'm like, um we had this confirmed and in my mind I'm like, okay, I booked this Love and Bananas documentary movie for the very end of this month, which 
I have to make a large swath of space for Isle of Dogs because that is what the distributor said I have to do. Yeah, um, understandably. And and in this case, that's a, I feel like that would be a very safe bet for your theater. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's going to do Perfect. very well. But I also booked this Love and Bananas movie, which is a documentary about uh, uh, Ashley Bell. She goes over to Thailand to save a blind elephant from uh, – it. it's – it's in honor of Earth Day, which is the end of this month, and I'm like, that's going to be a good. It's it's only an hour and fifteen minutes long, and I'm like, I can still, I can have that early evening and still be able to get two more showings of Isle of Dogs if I want to, and then so immediately in my mind, I'm like, okay, the distributor saw that I went and booked another movie that might interfere with theirs, and they pissed them off, and they just dropped me all together, and they didn't even let me know, um, that which would be a dick move, but yeah. it's not, it's not. Out of the realm of possibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. Emailed the distributor. I'm like, what is going on? And so then now they're, they're generally, they're all out in California. So now the waiting game begins. Now I've got to wait, not knowing, do we have a movie for this Friday that has sold tons of tickets already? Or am I, is my week officially shot by scrambling? Finally, the distributor gets back in touch with me. Uh, we did not cancel that. That must be an error on their part. And now I'm Mr. Middleman. Now I'm. What's going on? So finally, I mean, so as of right now, the movie is booked, but I have not. I I want a your DCP will be delivered to your business on this day. That's what I'm waiting on. And then, okay, I'm breathing a little bit easier right now. But until then, it's like I don't. We're a couple days out, and I need a confirmation. So that's been my fun-filled day. My wife has had a Gloriously wonderful time to listening to me, bitch. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, but I, uh, wow. What, what a, so they were, they will physically deliver you the hard drive. Yes. Which, that's, that's, which interesting. Th- that's the way that most of the big theaters are. And I will say this, um, please bring on the downloads. My goodness, bring on the, da- that's so convenient. It may be convenient, over- but it kind of, that's kind of scary for that big a download. And, uh, well, we're used to, internet failing or blipping and so yeah. I, I imagine halfway through a download it's like oh blip oh I gotta start over sorry no, yeah. or, for, for this for this it's not that it could our internet might be down it, it's still okay it, once it's like if it stops halfway through that's fine it'll keep going then once it's back up so that's not an issue it's just the movies that like actually you were never really here that's a download and that's gonna be a bigger movie I just I would love to see more studios do that because it just makes it I can do more things remote that way. I can just be on my laptop, book a movie, and hit download once it's approved instead of someone having to physically be at the theater to slap this big hard drive thing into a box and you do it that way. It's right. easier this way. Right. And it's – I don't know. It's – yeah. Anyway. So there's – you may – you might want to use that as in the beginning. Oh, yeah. We're, we're in. We're in. <laughs> I just – what – oh, I mean – oh, I was – I mean – Slamming my fist on the oh, I'm so pissed off. Oh, I'm like every fucking week there's something. Yeah, just can't go smooth. It just can't. No, it it can't go smooth. Like just give me one week of just chill. Nope. And it's doubly frustrating because you're a 50 seat theater or 48 yeah. or whatever. Instead, yeah. of, you know, and they, and they treat you like you're this gigantic megaplex. <laughs> Yeah, because, uh, I mean, well, yeah, anyway, I'm just glad that they, because seriously, I was prepared for them to say, uh, you booked this documentary thing and we told you, you got to give us clean booking, which 
they still have a clean, they totally have a clean booking. The movie is so short. I'm like, I can squeeze a couple showings in and no big deal. Uh, and then the guy, he was fine. The guy was cool, but, um, Fox does not mess around. They are one of the companies that you play by their rules. And when they, when they said, um, you're get, you're playing our movie for two clean weeks. No questions asked. My dogs are entirely losing their fucking mind right now. I gotta go see what this one sounds like in pain. <laughs> what is your problem? Were you guys seriously just barking at the dark? Are you kidding me? Go lay down. Piss off. Okay, turns out my dogs are huge fans of Fox Studios, so maybe just shut up about that stuff, Eugene, because... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I don't know, that was a weird bark there, that was one, like, in pain, and so I thought maybe somebody fell off the couch, or off the back of the couch, or something, and I walked into the living room, and they were both just standing there, barking at the ceiling. Just oh, so it's the demon in your house now. Okay, uh, that at least would be interesting. I don't think yeah. that that was the case. <laughs> no. So therefore, anyway, to wrap this up, I was just I was afraid that an elephant was screwing the dog. Is basically what this whole conversation comes down to. <laughs> that's what it sounded like. That's totally <laughs> no. I mean, at the theater, like we've got the elephant movie that that's completely screwing my dog. Yeah, that's what sounded. No, it's that's what sounded like what was happening in my living room. <laughs> how how was your day? This weather is. You know, I'm the guy that always tells everybody in Ohio to quit bitching about the weather because it does this every year. But I'm at this point, I'm I'm now starting to bitch about the weather and not about like it being cold or warm. I just can't do the yo-yo. It is killing. The barometer is killing me. It's killing me. I felt so miserable today and like I kind of had bouts of vertigo and like it's just messing with my head so bad. I, I Guess what? I read off the five day forecast for my wife today. We're out, it, it's Monday, and it went, oh, Tuesday, it's going to be a high of 45. Wednesday, 51. Thursday, 60. Friday, 75. Saturday, mm, 65. And then 50. Then 40. Eee. Working its way right back down. Like, oh, yeah. you bastard. You're killing that's me. That's April in Ohio. That's, that's, this is not surprising at all. No, it's nothing new. It's just, yeah. man, the, the barometric pressure, though, is really messing with my sinuses and yeah. my sleep schedule and everything else. And when it, when it does this, I mean, because I'm so tired of winter and I, you know, every now and then I tell my wife, I said, did we make the right move moving back from Florida? And then it's like, you know, on the flip side, the summer months are, it's literally hell down there. Just flames. It's yep. so And hot. rain after, every day. Yeah. It's like literally after 830, you're covered in sweat. Covered in sweat if you're outside. So, I mean, it's take one or the other, you know. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, other things going on in the world. Uh, congratulations, sir. A round of applause for you. Right. Applaud huh? yourself. That's okay. For what? Hooray what? us. Hooray us. This is officially, this episode comes out on the four-year anniversary of Movie Freaks. This ah, is the episode right here. Nice. It's 193. So... No kidding. All right. We're still I, chugging I, along. Chugging along, and I feel like we've improved. I feel like we got game. Yeah. I mean, we've been doing this for four years, but I feel about ten years older. <laughs> it does seem like we've been doing it a lot longer than that. Yeah, it I does. I don't know if that's because uh, 
we just talk about movies our entire lives, but, or yeah. if it's because, um, huh, I'm, yeah, because we have yeah. failing memories and can't remember shit. And it seems like yeah, this is just too. A, a groundhog day, I guess. I don't, yeah. I, I had another good point, but <laughs> right out the window it goes. Um, <laughs> yep. Four years later, crushed dreams and squandered ambitions and hair falling out and, Oh, my hair's not falling out, but it's, oh, turning, it's turning white as shit, <laughs> which is brown, and that made no sense. Um, but hey, what the nice thing is, is I still like my booze, mm-hmm. and I still like movies. Yep. That's kind of where we're at. Yeah. <laughs> I did get, uh, well, my, I wanted to talk about this, I guess, before we get into it, the, the rest of the show, but um, I had mentioned that TJ had, uh, I'll give him a plug, TJ of Average Joe's Drive-In. Go listen to his podcast. Good shit. Uh, he is a fellow VHS hunter and I had sent him a copy of Willow that he had been hunting. And he, so he's, he picked me up a copy of the first CBS Fox release of Empire. And he said that it's still sealed. And I was like, ah, that's cool. Whatever. And then I got it today and I had, I don't think I talked about it on the show, but I did watch the Star Wars, the first one, CBS release VHS recently here. I was waiting to watch Empire till that one got here, but um, I was kind of uh, shocked to find that this is an original sealed VHS that he found for a buck. Um, I, I, I was kind of shocked because I flipped it over and I was like, I'm going to open this. I'm going to watch it. But it it has the official, the, the CBS Fox like hologram thing on the plastic and it's still sealed. So then all of a sudden I'm like looking at it and I'm like, here is a VHS of Empire Strikes Back that nobody has ever watched. You had better not open that up. Seriously, that should stay sealed. I, I can't do it. I'm not going to open it up because I have the, um, the the box set release that came years later. And so I'm just going to go down the basement and dig out that copy of Empire because it's yeah. I, those have been unsealed and watched a million times uh, <laughs> since I got it. So I'll just I'll just do that. But uh, that's really cool. It is super cool. And and shout out to TJ for finding that thing, man. And, you know, it's sweet. Motherfucking dogs. Shut up. Shut up. It's one thing to find it, but clearly they didn't know what they had because that surely has got to be worth more than a buck. Yes, it has to be. I know that's a huge movie, but. That's getting up there in age as far as the VHS of it. And that's cool. Like I was, I was genuinely jealous when I saw, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, ah. And then in my head, I'm like, I have a sealed copy of Saving Private Ryan Laserdisc. I'm like, huh. You're like, it's, the- it's kind of cool. Yeah, but it's not as cool as sealed VHS of Empire. No way. That's awesome. It is. It's, it's pretty damn cool because when you find these old copies of the, well, obviously old copies of, uh, Star Wars movies on VHS, you know that they've probably been played a million times. Well, I've got one that has never been played. Yeah. And I'm going to keep it all sealed. And then one day on my deathbed, I'm going to be like, open that copy of Empire. And it's going to turn out that somebody set it next to their stove or put it on their uh, dashboard. And the tape inside is just a brick. It's just (laughs) fused together of nothing. (laughs) But it's still cool. It's still cool. Yes, it is. Okay. Are you ready to get on with the show? Let's do it. 20 minutes into the show. Uh, okay, let's 
go on to the movie roulette where we dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And last week it was the Titan up against Brave New Jersey. And it's my turn to go first. Hurrah, since I have not done so in so long. And I try to avoid it as much as possible. The Titan. I wrote this synopsis myself. Near future, uh, the Earth is dying. Sam Worthington and other military specialists undergo medical treatments and training to be able to live on Titan, which is a moon around Saturn. Saturn, Uranus, Jupiter. It's a moon out in space. Not that this matters. It has no scientific bearing on this movie. Now, I was looking forward to this because, uh, unlike you, I have liked the ma- or loved the majority of the um, Netflix sci-fi kind of original uh, uh, movies that they've released. And, you know, being the sci-fi guy, you know, it's, it makes sense that I tend to tilt that way more so than you. And for the first two-thirds of this, I was hanging in there. I was cool with it, uh, even though it was kind of slow, and we're doing just a lot of mm, sciencey things and mm, training and medical jargon. All right, I'm hanging in there with it. It's it's cool idea of changing humans to be adaptable to a uh, Titan's atmosphere and breathing methane and uh, all kinds of weird shit that whatever the hell they were doing. Then we get to the third act. Then we get to this this certain place where I'm like. There is 15 minutes left in this movie, and we're still on Earth. And I'm like, hmm, this is not going the way that I want it to go at all. And then the conflict happens at the climax there, where I'm like, this is what we're doing? Really? This is what we're doing? And then, uh, yeah, then, then it was like, yeah, we're wrapping this movie up. And then there was this little kind of tag-on scene on the end that was absolutely just... Hmm. I, I'm just going to go with with uh, illogical and stupid. I, I wanted to use some very harsh other terms, but we'll just go with that. Nonsensical, illogical, stupid, stupid ending to that movie. I was very, very disappointed. Now, I'm not going to give this movie complete full-on hate, because the acting was fine, the direction was fine, the uh, it was shot very well, it looked great, but this was a problem at the writing level. Like, I, I, I can understand they might have had issues, like budgetary issues, like we can't send everybody to Titan, this is a Netflix original, come on, we can't do that kind of Avatar special effects on some planet, whatever. Okay, that's fine. But the movie that you had in place of that kind of ending that you had built up for the first two acts was shit. It was, it pissed me off. I was, by the time it was done, I was like, huh. And a day later after I thought about it, I was like, man, fuck that movie. Uh, but again, I, I, I gotta, you know, give it a little bit of credit for the uh, technical stuff. So I, I'm kind of probably at about a Oh, fuck. Three and a half, four out of ten. That's that's kind of where I'm at. Thumbs down. Not my bag of potatoes. And uh, as we said last episode, I will send you some emojis to figure out if you want to watch it. And I sent you a text, and I said, be glad that I didn't throw that one your way. Over to you, sir. And then I said, oh, I actually watched it, sir. <sighs> you liked it better than I did. 
I hated that movie. I thought that the what Sam Worthington became or what they made him for Life on Titan, he looked like a pathetic uh, engineer reject from Prometheus uh, with his little gills because he can breathe underwater. Well, and he had uh, a little... They ripped off Avatar, too, because he had the little hand tentacle thing. Yeah. It, uh, I mean, there was... Other than the fact that it was somewhat competently made, like it looked like a movie movie, I did not like that at all. Like, there's almost nothing that I liked about that movie. It was just... Ugh. And then the, even the last, the last like, one minute of the... Spoilers. The oh, last minute of the movie. Spoiler, spoiler, because, yeah. oh, I would love my turn to to yeah. lash out at that ending. Go ahead. Just one minute's worth of him frolicking on Titan, flying and frolicking on Titan, and while well, I guess his wife and kid are back on Earth, poor them, I guess. The end, roll credits. It made no sense whatsoever. Because no. they were... Uh, bringing men and women up together so that they could start colonizing this planet. But the woman then killed her abusive husband, and then she got shot and killed, and then they sent him to Titan anyway? By himself? What's the point? So you spend spend billions of dollars to send one guy to this other planet to die. That makes no sense whatsoever. They would have just kept him there and dissected him as a lab rat. Yeah. They... have fun on Titan, and then he jumps off this mountain, which it was cool that he was on Titan. I'm like, okay, that's something. And then he spreads his arms, and he's got, like, little Spider-Man web armpits. And then he doesn't glide. He flies, like, up in the Mm sky. And it's like, um, okay, no physics on Titan, I guess. Yeah. That made no sense in any capacity. I, I yeah. That ending actually pissed me off. Uh, it was yeah, so at that dumb. point, I wish they would have just stayed on Earth. I'm like, it, you, you just commit to it. There's no reason to even have that little bit of special effects. It was stupid. It made no sense. Yeah. But that was a bad <laughs> fail. That was Which, like, imagine, let's send, let's spend billions of dollars to send one person to Mars. Not two people who can actually maybe procreate, or four or six, or, you know, so that generations can procreate. Yeah. Just one. And the dude's like, I'm on Mars. It sucks. I guess I'll jerk off and die. Hi. <laughs> the Titan. The, you know, the wife and the kid look up at the sky because their dad's up there and the husband's up there. And He's doing ugh. great things for science. Uh, like, what, yeah. is he sending back information? You could have sent a fucking probe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's up there butt naked flying around in the, the air. The Titan. The Titan, ladies okay. and gentlemen. Brave New And Jersey. on my end. Oh, here we go. It's, it's one of those roulettes. Brave New Jersey. The cover or the, the poster art is pretty cool because of the actual, what the movie is actually about, which is a small New Jersey town on the night of Orson Welles' legendary 1938 War of the Worlds radio broadcast, which led to millions of listeners to believe the U.S. was being invaded by Mars. And this is basically, uh, 85 minutes of podunk town where people that are Kind of backwoods. They all think it's real, so they all flip out for one night and uh, barricade themselves, ready for a big alien invasion. Waka waka. It's kind of funny, but heartfelt because everybody starts to act like their true selves, and so the assholes are real assholes, and the you know, and the the people that are kind of nice, uh, they're going to be really nice and fall in love, but not, but are, and 
Oh, Lord, I, it was awful. Now, having said that, it was awful to me. This was, this was a relatively well-made movie. The acting is pretty good in it. Um, it's just not my type of movie. This is kind of, it felt kind of like a stage play on film. Like, there was a couple big scenes or whatever, but I'm like, large groups of people talking, lots. Um, and it just, the storyline lends itself well to, like, I could see this being a stage play. Um, obviously the budget was not, it could not have been, uh, big at all, but eh, I did not like this even a little bit. The, oh, what's his name? The, the one guy from, uh, Tony Hale. The, do you know who Tony Hale is? Uh, that name rings a bell. What's he doing? He was, uh, he was on Arrested Development, which he's really funny. Uh, and he's probably the best part of the movie. He's the mayor of the town and, uh, and, uh, you know, he's kind of a pushover. So everybody pushed him around and he's, of course, he ends up being the voice of reason. And, uh, it's just, of course, all of this happens in one night. And so like, there's a, a girl that's saddled with this guy she doesn't much care for. And she decides to be the bad girl and start to smoke and, da, 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 and she, but no, no, no. Titan A, Titan A, it wishes. Titan got a one star. This got one and a half. It's not for me. I cannot imagine you would remotely like this movie. Just fake. Everybody has feelings and it feels fake. And <laughs> it's like, it's, it's competently made. It has a beginning. I, it's hard for me to pay attention to the review. I'm so bored. Like, yeah. I, I, D- disinterested, but I Lots love the take that everybody has feelings. Talking and, it's fake. and there, oh, and there's a cow milking machine that fireworks go off, and that's the alien invasion. And ugh. let's please let's move on. Next I'm, round coming your way. American heist. An ex-con is just getting his life back on track when his older brother is released from prison and drags him into the underworld for one final heist. <laughs> We've never heard of this kind of thing before. I wonder who we should put in this picture. How about Hayden Christensen, Adrian Brody, and Jordana, I'm not allowed in Fast and Furious movies anymore, Brewster. Uh, <laughs> next up, 24 Hours to Live. That's your most reluctant pick, by the way. Yeah. Revived by an experimental procedure, a hitman gets to live an extra 24 hours, which he uses to avenge his dead wife and child and redeem himself. Uh, Ethan Hawke, Paul Anderson, Rutger Hauer. So, taking a step up. Still yep. on the roulette, but that's a step up. And lastly, the movie Eugene's going to pick, Day of the Dead Bloodline. A former medical student battles for its Day of the Dead remake, but the real one instead of the fake one that came out a couple years ago. Okay. And heading your way is uh, Orbiter 9, a sci-fi-ish movie. A girl discovers that the reality of her life isn't as she believes. Now, I actually did a little research on this. It gets relatively good reviews in the trailer. I thought looked pretty good. Uh, it's a Spanish-produced movie with a budget of 4 million pesos, maybe? Whatever or whatever it is, it's 4 million something. Uh, so there's your science fiction-y uh, movie. Next up is The Bar. And I had this one... Uh, if I threw this one your way before. This is a horror comedy... Uh, in downtown bustling Madrid, a loud gunshot and two mysterious deaths trap a motley assortment of common urbanites in a decrepit central bar, uh, while paranoia and suspicion force the terrified regulars to turn on each other. Oh, kind of sounds like, uh, brave New Jersey, but, <laughs> but Alex Daly Iglesia directed it. And he actually is a, uh, he's made a 
a lot of movies. And some of them that I have watched, I actually did like. He actually made a movie that was on the roulette that neither of us ever picked, which is uh, Witching and Bitching. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. But um, so the director, I mean, he's been around for a long time. So it's not like this a brand new director. Uh, and last but not least is Revolt from 2017. Action sci-fi war, lean mean hour 27 minutes, the story of humankind's last stand against a cataclysmic alien invasion, and blah, blah, blah. There you go. It's one of those. Um, yep. Yeah. Um, hmm. I was leaning Orbiter 9 because I like the premise of that movie, but it's subtitled, so... Uh, those are a little harder on roulette. I will take revolt. I, w- I will dive on the roulette pick this week. Okay. Because I've been taking so many Netflix originals in the last couple. Okay. Uh, what do you want? Um, I mean, seriously, like... I, I, I should. felt like I did pretty good this you week. You did, you did. And actually, that 24 Hours to Live, I did a little research, that gets really good reviews. Like, that's a pretty much... I think that that's probably going to be a surefire somewhat win. Like, it's going to be either good or a gem. But I'm going to take the one that I'm more than likely going to think sucks, and that's Day of the Dead Bloodline. Oh. Oh, I'm, no, I, no, no, you would take the Hayden Christensen one if you thought you were taking yeah. the sucky pick. Yeah, I mean, you never know. I, it, it might be good. I just, uh, eh, we'll see. I guess the <laughs> Mina Savari, Ving Rhames, Day of the Dead, it, is it going to be as bad as that? Maybe. We'll see. <laughs> Probably not, though. Okay, there you go. Next week, it will be Revolt up against Day of the Dead Bloodline. Day of the Dead Remake Part 2. That's what it should be, right? Or yeah. attempt number two? I, no, this is attempt number three. There was already what? Yeah, there was another Day of the Dead that was that was atrocious, and then there was the Ving Rhames Ving Rhames one, and now this one. So this is essentially Day of the Dead four, but not something maybe. I don't... <laughs> yeah, the other Day of the Dead was um, oh man of the dead. Let me just see if I can. If, does it even pop up on on? Um, there it is. It's, oh, Day of the Dead 2, Contagium, from 2005. Con- that movie Contagion? is... Contagion? Contagion or Contagium? Contagium, I-U-M. Is that even it's, a word? I... Is that even a movie? <laughs> that's a movie. Oh, it's a movie. It's so bad. It's yeah. so bad. Um, yeah, it's awful. All right. <laughs> Moving on. Rabbit Trail for this week. Um... I wanted to get your takes on a couple of things before I get into my main rabbit trail. And the first one being, what did you think of the new Han Solo trailer? I knew you were going to ask me that. And I, when you texted me that, I was uh, watching a movie that I'll be talking about here later tonight. Um, but I'm like, oh, I'm not going to watch it right now. Wait until I'm with my wife. And then we're both going to watch it. And I'll tell you what, I think that movie looks great. Uh, everything about it looks cool to me. I... To me, I don't think that he really sounds or looks at all like Harrison Ford, but I'm to the point now where it's like the movie itself, the rest of it looks cool enough where I can forgive that. Maybe they're just showing, obviously they're just showing, you know, seconds worth of him. So who knows? Maybe watching the movie, it's going to be like, oh yeah, that's, that's young Harrison Ford there. But to me, I mean, I, what, what do you think? I thought it looked great. I, that was a much better trailer than the first one. And I even liked the first one. I agree. Um, I feel like, uh, I, I'm, again, it's the same thing as the first one. It, it looks cool. 
I'm still questioning his performance because some of the lines that he delivers are so flat. It just, it feels weird. And I, I even hate saying that because I shouldn't be judging a performance based on a trailer. So I'm, I'm still very much like, I'll wait and see, but it's like, I've been pulling scams on the streets. What? Like, Maybe put a little pep in your voice, or do a little something. But the, again, I'm 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 judging sound bites, so yeah. it's not fair. How how much was reshot? I, I know a lot was reshot. I heard like sixty percent. Ooh, wow! But wow. I heard that that production was a train wreck, and that when Ron Howard came on, I had heard one guy that was on set say. From day one, when Ron Howard came on, it was like, oh, finally, somebody to steer this shit. Because I guess the other guys didn't, were just so in over their heads. And again, this is some guy on set, but that they just didn't know what to do. And they were calling for take after take after take after take. And not because they, the performance wasn't good, because they didn't know what they wanted. And you can't do that as a director. Like, as a director, you have to know what you want and be able to tell them what you want and then coax it out of them. You know? Was this their first live action movie? I know that, that those directors did uh, the Lego movie, which did really, really well. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, I'm just, that's, that's weird to me. Like it is, but movie... there, there was also an interview with Tony Gilroy this week where he finally opened up about how troubled the production was on Rogue One. And apparently when he, cause he went and sat down and saw the director's cut of that movie when they were asking him to come help fix up, spice up the ending or whatever. And he said it was a total train wreck. I really? Mean, pe- people were saying that that director's cut of Rogue One was a disaster. And that, I wonder what was different. Like, I have no idea. I, 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 who knows? I don't think we'll ever know. But Now, obviously there wasn't near the amount of reshoots on Rogue One as there was this. I mean, this no, was... no, no, no. This was cut off before principal photography was even done. Jeez. Wow. Do you think Crazy. that they're going to keep on with the uh, not-quite-tested directors moving forward, or have they learned their lesson at this point? I'd have to say so. I mean, they got rid of Trevorrow, and I mean, you got Ryan Johnson, where they're like, you can have a whole trilogy of films, because we didn't have any fucking problem with you whatsoever. Yeah. Now, there is, uh, we've gone over this before, but there is still a lot of dissent with Last Jedi, uh, there is, but the box office is the final vote, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it is still, it's a great movie. I can't wait to watch it again. I still haven't watched my Blu-ray copy yet. I'm going to, but two and a half hours almost. And Oh, it's, isn't it more than that? Uh, it's long. I Maybe, I don't know. It's <laughs> at least that or close to it. I was thinking uh, but, it was like 240 or something. Yeah. 200, two, 200, two hours and 40 glorious, glorious minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you can't wait to watch that one again, right? Oh, I'm giddy. can't wait, but I'm a little busy watching... Complete nonsense on VHS that we'll get into later. Uh, next question. A Quiet Place is blowing up. Are you going to go horror guy? Are you going to carve yourself out of some time to watch that movie? We are actually, we, my wife, I'm going to drag her to this actually. Um, Why? Because, just because I literally like, I don't have time to watch it by myself. And I'm like, if we're going to have a date, we're going to go see that movie. I'm, you're going to go watch it, Joni. So she's going to go watch A Quiet Place with me. It's only 90. And that, here's another selling point. It's 90 minutes long. Minutes count on our date nights because we have a babysitter. And so oh, I, I understand that. Yeah. You, do you want uh, TJ's 
messenger review in one sentence? Sure. Uh, he jumped out of his seat about a dozen times, and he said, "I." He's a horror guy. He said, "I don't remember the last time a movie f- did that to me." Ugh. Yeah. Shit. I there's nothing else, and I'm like, I really want to see this movie in the theater, and I'm like, this is my chance. This might be her walking out of the theater. And. Or, or oh, you too, you too. <laughs> Don't act like you're not. <laughs> but go, way to go, John Krasinski. That's great. I mean, I, that's impressive. Yeah, Stephen, Jim, Stephen King tweeted at him and said that's one of the scariest movies he's seen in years. And John Krasinski, uh, John Krasinski, uh, he re- retweeted it and said that. What did he say? He said. Uh, don't know how to process, heart not beating, oh my god, like, you know, Stephen King tells you you made some scary shit. Wow, that's, yeah. uh, that's hardcore. Way to go, Jim. Yeah. But that's great. I loved, uh, that was, that movie exceeded all expectations. $50 million opening weekend, that's nuts. Yep. I regret and not taking it in the Fantasy Movie League. Me too. Who took it in ours? Do you remember? I don't know, but it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm, I'm, uh... I'm quite proud of that. I, I love my horror movies, and so when something like that comes along and does that good, that's fantastic. Yeah, that's great. It looks awesome, too. I yeah, just, it looks really I can't, good. I can't, I can't, there's no way that I can go see it in the theater, because everybody's like, you will, you have to see it on the big screen, and with a great crowd, it'll be amazing, because everybody is quiet through the whole movie, because it's so quiet. I'm like, nope, nah. nope, not here in Ohio. Oh, no, I'll have people talking and saying, oh, that was stupid, <laughs> and all kinds of dumb shit. Fuck that. It will be completely ruined. You know, the, yeah. uh, what? Oh, somebody even in Hollywood, I think, said, see it in the best theater that you can. Um, excuse me, bitches, the best theater that I can is in my house, because you don't mm-hmm. police the theaters. So, yeah. I'll be waiting till I can watch it at home, and it's not ruined by some assholes. Yeah, and if you get lucky and the crowd is actually decent, you'll still get the one the one person that sits relatively close to you with the oxygen tank. Or the popcorn, the cattle... Yeah. What's going on, Run, honey? Shake, oh, shake. Look at that guy. He's going through the door. No shit. We're all watching it. Oh, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know, people in other places of the world, don't, they don't have to deal with this. I talk to people online all the time. They're like, I, I have none of these experiences. My theater crowds are all great. And I'm like, I, I, I go fuck yourself. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> um, okay. Lastly, the real big thing that I was bringing for the, uh, the night, and this isn't a huge discussion topic, but I just thought I'd let you know. And because, uh, we have talked about this before in the past and I told you that it would never happen, but apparently I might have been wrong on this particular issue. Greg Witta, the writer for Rogue One, is working with Jonathan, uh, Tool? I, I'm probably saying his name wrong, but he was the writer of Last Starfighter. Who The guy that I said still holds some rights to the IP. That's why there will mm-hmm. never be a reboot or a uh, sequel or whatever. Well, he's been working with him hand-in-hand, uh, hand, and they have... I mean, they're, they're putting out pre-production-like art and working on this script that apparently is a combo of a reboot and a sequel. Kind of the way, like, Jumanji seems to be. I haven't watched that sequel yet, but... You know, where it's like, it's a it's rebooting the thing, but it's also a sequel to the, you know, original. And apparently it's going well. So, we might actually be getting a 
sequel to The Last Starfighter, which we've been clamoring for for a while. That would be great. Although I would sacrifice that for a remake, reboot, sequel to The Black Hole, I still think it's really cool. Hmm. Well, Which one would you pick? Oh, wow. Uh, ah, you prick. Uh, <laughs> what the hell is that? All of a sudden it's fucking Sophie's choice of sci-fi movies. It is. Um, <laughs> I'm, I think I would still go Last Starfighter. Oh, really? That's not saying that I like Last Starfighter better than Black Hole. I don't, but I kind of feel like uh, what we have now is special effects that a new Last Starfighter would be better or more interesting than a new Black Hole. Now that, I will agree with you on that. Okay. The, uh, the Black Hole special effects are still, to this day, so good, whereas Last Starfighter, not so much. Oh, uh, garbage. They're, they yeah. look like Atari 2600. Yeah. Isn't that amazing, though, how a 1970s movie still... The special effects still hold up that well. And that goes for Star Trek, the motion picture. Wait, what 1970s movie? The Black Hole. What year did that come out? That was a year after Star Wars. 78? uh, Yeah, 77 or 78. That was Disney's, that was Disney's answer to Star Wars. Much like, uh, the 1979 Star Trek motion picture. Yeah, I know that, but I, I thought that one came out later in the 80s. Nope. Black Hole was, I, I'm Nine, pretty seven, sure. 79. Wow. All right. And I think Starfighter was mid-80s. That feels like a 1985 movie. That's yeah, just me guessing. I would, I would say the same. I, I might go 83, 84. Let me see here real quick. 84. Hmm. There you go. Yep. Hey, have you ever watched a movie called Enemy Mine from 1985? <laughs> I have. It is... Awesome and it's weird and unique and yep. bizarro and they have kind of kind of two dudes kind of have a baby, don't they? Kind of. I kind of yeah. Wolfgang Peterson directed it, um, and just good cast and just I watched it once on VHS, and I I think I liked it, but I don't remember much about it at this point. As I, it's a human and an alien. They crash land on. They're fighting each other, but they crash land their plane or jet spaceship things on a planet and then they have to try and survive together even though they're enemies enemy mine and then it turns out the one alien is a dude but he's also pregnant and then they become friends and then he gives birth and then yeah slavers come and and try and enslave them and then (coughs) he has to dennis quaid has to like protect this alien baby it's so awkward (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah i kind of remember the Cover was better than about anything in the movie, which, you know, is the, is Dennis Quaid looking kind of angry, but maybe a little bit lovingly into Louis Gossett Jr.'s eyes, alien yeah. eyes, like, ah, I don't have any other choice, so I guess I'm prison gay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's put it this way. My review of that movie, I would buy the shit out of it on VHS. There you go. <laughs> Enemy Mine. I think that that was released on Blu-ray from uh, Twilight Time, which is a uh, like their movies are only released in three thousand uh, copy runs, and I'm pretty sure that was already that one there is sold out. Not that I meh, whatever. It's just neither here nor there. But there you go. Useless movie information. <laughs> that's kind of what we do here. Uh, it is. <laughs> that's that's our show in a nutshell. What about you? 
What'd you bring? Um, well, you kind of stole my thunder with uh, Solo. That was my main thing. I'm like, I want to talk about Solo and oh, that well, trailer. I, I figured uh, you were going to be talking about the company that went out of business or is going out of business. Hmm? Mm-hmm. The, the um, guy that, or the company that makes the uh, really awesome Blu-ray players and... Oh, and- yes. Okay. All right. So, Oppo... Uh, decided that, that they are no longer going to be in the uh, high-end uh, home theater equipment anymore. And that's kind of big news for audio and video files. Like, they, they are the top of the food chain when it comes to that stuff. Like, they don't come out with many players, but when they do, that is that is as good as you can get. And those players last for years and years and years and years. And they play flawlessly. And um, it's just interesting that uh, now they're getting out of the game. And I kind of understand why their players are not cheap at all. Like their current 4K Blu-ray player is $600. Now, you can get a decent-ish 4K Blu-ray player for around $100. So that's a big jump. But what you get with this is reference-level audio and video that is... Not going to be dated for many, many years. Great customer service, all that stuff. And the player, the, the players themselves are built like brick shit houses. So. Like my, my VHS top loader. Yeah. It, it, just like the first, the first DVD players and the first Blu-ray players, these things are, you know, they're just, they're built really, really sturdy. So, you know, a lot of people are clamoring for a unit now, but I just, now I have to wonder, like, is, is this the beginning of the end, like for good for social or for social media? I wish for, um, <laughs> for physical media. Cause this is kind of a big thing. Cause they're basically, they're like, we can't compete with the smaller, with the, uh, more inexpensive players. And there's just one, there's not as much of a market anymore for physical media, especially 4K. Like every, every physical media gets smaller and smaller. Like it, of course, uh, DVD was huge. Blu-ray was kind of a niche market, but still, you know, it's it's lasted over 10 years now. And now 4K is, while great, it's still even smaller. It's almost like 4K could be maybe a Laserdisc type thing. Um, well, I, I, I found myself hesitating getting into it at all because it's like, I, I feel like it's not a big enough jump. Like I got to I gotta buy all the new equipment and I got to buy the more expensive discs and it's only like... I know it's better. I'm not saying it's not better than Blu-ray. Obviously it is. But yeah. I also have to own a new TV. Is it yeah. that big of a jump? It, it is a big jump, yes, I guess. But it, is it big enough to merit the cost? And for me right now, it's no, it's not. Says the guy buying VHS movies. So what yeah. the fuck do I know? Um, so I just, I I don't know. Part of me thinks that um, I, I would hate to see, obviously, physical media go away. Because now... Studios are better able to track what you're watching because of the movies that you're renting or buying off of Vudu or any other, you know, Amazon and all of those platforms. And, you know, we've talked about this before that, you know, a movie that you buy on digital that's somewhere up there in the cloud, who knows? It could disappear. That's why I love physical media. I own that. I bought it. It's on my shelf and I'm... It's going to stay there. It still works versus maybe, oh, the internet now does not work for whatever. I can still play my discs and they look great. I love the artwork. Um, it's just one more way of, I don't know, just 
making you don't sure have to tell me I'm on the same page as you yeah. completely because the, the internet, especially where we live, it goes in and out. Sometimes you don't have it. And also, how many times does a website go down or it just suddenly is like, oh, sorry, we can't. Our business model sucks and now we don't exist anymore. Good yeah. luck with your voodoo purchases. They're gone. Yeah. Um, I, one of the movies that I'm going to talk about and recently watched uh, is on Amazon Prime and I was streaming it last night. And um, the internet was a was a bit slow, and so for the entire movie, I had in the middle of my screen the little circular loading, loading, loading. Even though after a while the quality was HD, no problem, it looked fine. I still had the little loading, loading for ninety minutes. That's Fuck what you that. run into. And I checked, I like, I even checked my internet speeds. I'm like, I'm, I'm good. We're good to go. But that's that's the shit you have to deal with. So I like my physical media. Me too. I take it as much as I can. And actually, it has changed the way that I watch. Uh, well, uh, the the advent of Netflix uh, streaming has changed the way that I kind of watch some of the stuff because I'm like, well, I've got these movies on Netflix that look interesting, but I just bought this handful of shit on VHS. The Netflix stuff will still be there, so I watch the VHS stuff, or I watch the DVD or the Blu-ray or whatever, knowing that oh, well, I'll get around to that stuff. That's uh, curiosity later. I don't know. It's stuff I just don't care about as much. Yeah, stuff that, uh, like something about owning it. I've plucked down the money for this. I own this. I, it's it's a part of me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's the same thing as as uh, like we've talked about in the past, where you go to the video store and you put put the money down for the movie, and you're gonna watch that bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Couldn't All agree right. more. So anyway, there you All go. Right. Let's get on to, uh, to recently watched because I got so much shit I want to talk about. That I've been watching. And I'm up first. Yay! So since um, Eugene incepted me into buying Top Gun uh, magically over the years somehow, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. So, And then I went from not owning Top Gun and not liking it to owning two copies in the span of a week. Impressive. Most That's impressive. That's great. Oh, it makes my heart just awesome. warm and sweaty and high fives and TV yeah. glasses. It's like you incepted my brain and my asshole at the same time. <laughs> Take my breath. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing. I'm not gonna sing on this episode. Yes, I you are. I'm... Yes, you are. <laughs> I will find a way. Uh, but because of that, every now, 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 I kind of feel like every single um, movie, I, a VHS movie, I come across where it's like, oh, it's dudes in the army or navy or air force, and they're flying things and they're going to war. It feels like a Top Gun ripoff. I kind of feel like I gotta buy. So let's start off with 1991's Flight of the Intruder. Have you seen this film? Uh, yes, I, actually, yes, I did. My mom took me to see that in the theater many, many years ago. Just mom and I went, and I remember very little about it, but I remember that she took me to see that movie. Wow, that's surprising. Uh, this was one that I rented randomly at the local VHS place right near my house where I grew up. You know what I'm talking about. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, that was really good. And I remember it being really good. And I bought the VHS, and it's not really good. 115 minutes directed by, this is a shocker, directed by John Milius. No kidding. Yep. Starring Danny Glover, Willem Dafoe, Brad Johnson. Remember the vaunted career of Brad Johnson? Uh-uh. Yeah, nobody else either. <laughs> um, it's a movie about some planes that fly around during World War II. Who else? Rosanna Arquette is in it, Tom Sizemore. It, music by Basil Paladorius, though. I mean, the same guy that did Conan. Huh. Wow. 
It's it's not good. It's not good. Yeah, eh, meh, meh. People fly around in jets, and then they get on aircraft carriers, and they yell at each other, and... Eh, You're not dissuading me at all right oh, now. You should buy the Blu-ray. Um, next up. <laughs> now, this one, this one I, I remember much more than that one, because <laughs> this is from 1990, son. Firebirds. <laughs> That's the helicopter thing. It's Top Gun, but with helicop- helicopters and Nicolas Cage and Tommy Lee Jones and Sean Young. Wow. I mean, this movie is, is like... It, it It's like they used Top Gun as a blueprint. Let's do that. Whereas in Top Gun, everything was kind of had a blue tint to it. Everything in Firebirds has a red tint to it. And at one point, there is a lovemaking scene between... Nick Cage and Sean Young, every bit as awkward as the one in Top Gun. It's except it's red instead of blue. Mm-hmm. And two people just smashing their faces together. It, it's it's uh, oh, it was awful. It, it's awful. And lots of sweating. Nick Cage is just sweating his ass off trying to pass these tests. You know, flight school. It's it's Top Gun helicopters. Goes to Amazon to see if it's available on Blu-ray. <laughs> so not worthy of Blu-ray. But if, I'll, I'll tell you this, though. If you like Top Gun, there is absolutely no reason for you to dislike this film. It's, <laughs> it's got the cage, and he's acting crazy and cagey. And he goes crazy, and he's like, I'm the best! I'm the best in the world! The best ever! I'm the best! And I'm like... Oh my god, this is so worth a VHS. <laughs> <laughs> now you know you have you've gotta track down Iron Eagle parts one through twenty or whatever. Well I have part one on Laserdisc. It came in that box or it came in the set with the whatever yeah. I bought that guy out with. Okay, and lastly, this is one that I <laughs> this is one that I've never heard of and I just bought this last week and I just watched today because I knew I was gonna be talking about these top gun things. Into the Sun. Have you heard of this one? Yes, I have. Really? Yes. Uh, A fighter pilot is reluctantly paired with a Hollywood actor who's researching a role. And starring Anthony Michael Hall and Michael Perry. They fly around and... (sighs) Anthony Michael Hall is like, I'm an actor! I gotta... We should do things! And... (laughs) I kind of remember that being a uh, Bidmark or a, or one of the Vestron or something like an offshoot type company that released that on VHS. Oh, it is. It's a Vidmark Entertainment. Of course. Yep. I don't remember that from the video connection days. We had I, didn't, that one to rent. I, I did not drunkenly misspeak. I said that is a Vidmark Entertainment. It's not an entertainment because oh. uh, the full screen cuts off the T. It is a Vidmark Entertainment. Perfect. As it should be. Yeah. Uh, it's actually more of an action comedy. Because they're trying to be kind of silly a little bit here and probably there. Does, probably doesn't work. Oh, nothing in this movie works at all. And, and, and whatsoever. It's Michael Perry. Um, I, I love him very much, but he's in Vidmark direct to direct Not even direct to DVD. Direct to VHS movies. And it came with like five trailers before it of other Michael Perry movies. That you've never heard of. <laughs> I, I, I 
Trust me, you've, you've, no, nope. Uh, but then again, I mentioned this movie and you said, yes, you've, you've seen yeah, it. Yeah, I so. remember that one from the Video Connection days. Uh, well, it is fully classified as a thing that exists. So there is my first round of Top Gun ripoffs, you bastard that makes me watch these things. Over to you! What okay. have you been watching, Chief? I mean, right now, only thing going through my head is lo- just licking of Tom Cruise and... Uh, Whatever her name is, her, there's oh, it's them just so each interesting that it's not licking licking of whatever her name is. It's licking of Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna let you deal with that. Yeah, belt buckles undone with the shirt off and the blue light. And... It's so Ugh. blue, and that's what was so funny about Firebirds is because everything was so red, all the time red. <laughs> And Nick Cage just being super Nick Cagey, whatever. That there was a scene in Into the Sun that I, I was I was crying. It was so bad, so funny. Bad. You got the guy that's pretending to be an actor, an actor pretending to be an actor, sitting in the back seat of this cockpit, and Michael Perry in the front, being the pilot. He's showing him how to be a pilot, whatever. And somebody shoots a rocket at him, and he goes, "Shit! Shit!" Shit, 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 And the guy in the backseat goes, shit, 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 And they both just go, shit, 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 and shake back and forth. Worth purchasing the entire movie for that ten seconds of cinema. That sounds like a gif in the making right there. It's beautiful. I'm going to send it to you. Great. <laughs> okay, over to okay. you. Okay, oh, so first up, uh, a bit of, uh, a bit of cleaning up my stupid tongue-tied tongue from last week, I said that the uh, the hippie outer space movie was called Running Scared. That is not the movie. <laughs> it is it is called Silent Running. Silent, Silent Running I, is the title of, of the tofu-eating hippie <laughs> space movie. I so, try to fix these things in post, but there's only so much I can do. And you know what? Like, if the audience is not okay with us fucking up some bullshit like that along the way, here and there, fuck off give me a break everybody (laughs) does it's fine yeah so not the cool paul walker movie or even the uh whatever the 80s running scared was this is yeah (laughs) with uh it starts a black guy Uh, yeah i know gregory hines yes gregory hines yes and uh city slickers guy wasn't city slickers guy in there yes yes yeah so anyway not that it's it's the silly robot uh, trees movie okay (laughs) Um, so I could talk about, um, whatever you talk about, better have singing. Okay. Well, I told myself before we recorded the show, I'm like, don't sing. No. Don't sing tonight. Fuck that. I need more <laughs> Eugene singing. <laughs> um, I'll start with a movie that I watched, uh, called, and I've been so anxious to watch this. I finally rented it. Streaming, of course, because it's not available on Blu-ray yet. A movie called Pie Wacket. Have you heard of this movie? No, please spell the title. P-Y-E-W-A-C-K-E-T. Thank you. This is from the director of Backcountry, which was one of my roulettes. This is about the bear, the killer bear movie that I gave a thumbs up to. I this watched it last October. Good movie. Uh, this is his follow-up movie. And um, it, I had been reading some... Positive things, <clears throat> but obviously whenever you're dealing with a lower budget horror movie, you have to take that with a grain of salt. Um, so I, but the trailer intrigued me so much and the premise, I'm like, I, I got to check this movie out. And this director, he 
did good with this backcountry. So I watched it, and um, I'm happy to report that this is a gem in the rough right here. Uh, very good movie. Uh, for numerous reasons that I'm going to real quick breeze over. I'm not going to spoil the movie, but this is basically about... And Here's the synopsis on IMDb, which I'm guessing that if you would... When you, when you hear me read this, you're going to be like, I don't want to watch that. Uh, but it's better than it sounds. A frustrated, angst-ridden teenage girl awakens... <laughs> exactly. Awakens something in the woods when she naively performs an occult ritual to evoke a witch to kill her mom. Uh, this was a genuinely creepy movie. Without, I'm not sure if there was any jump scares in the movie at all. This is kind of like The Witch in that they rely more on this overwhelming sense of just an evil presence or an evil feeling to the whole movie uh, with just this underlying good score and really good performances from the teenagers. That That's what made the movie work because this could have been a train wreck uh, dealing with, you know, actors and actresses that I've never seen before. Uh, they did really good, especially the main girl. And there's, you kind of get to know her and her mom's backstory on why they have a rough relationship, which works. It makes sense. Um, and then when shit gets real, it, I was invested. I'm like, I totally feel for both daughter and mother and the situation that they are in. My main complaint with the movie is I, I liked that slow buildup so much that the end, um, it did work. It worked fine. But, um, and I'm going to, I mean, my, I don't know. I'm not, no, I'm not even going to do mild spoiler. Uh, it just, I think the ending could have been handled a little bit better, but having said that, it still worked for the movie, but I was, I'm not, and I'm not even sure how they could have made it better. Uh, again, because it's a lower budget movie. Uh, but man, this is a good movie. If and when this pops up on Netflix, this is definitely, definitely an October movie. Cool. So, uh, sparing use of special effects. Uh, again, I just, I, it, while it's not like The Witch, obviously, it's, I mean, it's not, but it has a similar feel and I really, really like that. That's why I liked The Black Coat's Daughter so much is there's not really jump scares in it, but they've got great performances from a young cast and that I love those movies that have overlying senses of dread. Love that. Um, anyway, Piwacket gets a thumbs up. Worst title ever. <laughs> it's, it's, and it, it actually, it, it, interestingly enough, I stuttered way too much there. That's all right. Um, carry on. Uh, it actually, when you watch the movie, it ties in with the movie and there is an explanation for that word. So, but having said that, it's still weird. Like I, I actually could have booked this movie at our theater. Um, but I'm like, seriously, it was hard for me to imagine people coming up to the box office saying, uh, one for pie Wacket or, or trying to pronounce that. Yeah. Right. Cause it's even, it's just spelled weird. But anyway, good movie. Very good movie. Um, next up is, okay, here we go. Uh, so my, you know, my kids are getting a little bit older and so they want to start watching stuff that's not too, too, too kiddy. But, you know, my wife's like, oh, we should still try and keep it to cartoons if at all possible. So I'm like, well, how about Shrek? All right. So let's watch Shrek. I'll keep this short. Oh, what? Well, I haven't, I, I, I haven't watched... How much more kitty can you get to, than Shrek? I mean, well, that's fine. Yeah, I know. I, but, but have you watched this recently? I mean, no, but I, I've watched it enough that I know what it, what's in okay. there. Oh, it just, it's interesting to see a movie that's now, that movie is really old and it's like, 
it's interesting to see the the CGI from that movie versus what we have now. And it, I'm like, yeah, it's anyway. Yeah, it's the movie. I I remember liking it more than more than I. I, I remember liking it quite a bit, and now it's like, you know, somebody once told yeah. me the world is kind of funny. Blech. Keep so, going. Oh, uh, ah, there, I did it. See? <laughs> yes. I was not going <laughs> to. Yes. Keep going. Oh, <laughs> next time. That song's lame. Get screwed. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, anyway, that's Shrek. Um,. <laughs> I love that your Shrek review is singing half uh, one fourth of the song of the that's, that's in it. <laughs> uh, okay, back to you. Uh, okay. Um, wow, wasn't ready for that very short review, but okay. Uh, let's do two movies from 1989. How about that? First up is the package. Experienced Green Beret Sergeant Johnny Gallagher is escorting a prisoner back to the U.S., but a bunch of shit happens and conspiracy theories. Starring Gene Hackman, Joanna Cassidy. Okay, yeah. Seen nice. her recently. Yep. Tommy Lee Jones, John Hurd, Pam Greer, Dennis Franz. Have you ever heard of this movie? Never. Me either. That's why when I saw it on VHS, I snapped it the fuck up. Yep. Yeah, you know, it checks all the boxes of those kind of conspiracy movies in the late 80s, early 90s. It's government conspiracy and uh, being framed for a murder or something and an assassination attempt or some shit. And uh, it's Mm. fine. It's (laughs) fine. But I was mostly bored for more, for most of the runtime. Uh, still, you get to see Gene Hackman running around being a maniac and stuff, and oh, okay, that's fine. It's fine. That, that, that's <laughs> it, it's fine. <sighs> okay! Are you, no, no, I'm good. Oh, you'll totally buy this on Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> 1989! Yeah. Like you say, nineteen eighty nine. I think, oh, Friday the Thirteenth, the New Blood, and the Awakening of something, Night, Nightmare on Elm Street Five or something. <laughs> uh, uh, no. Next up from nineteen eighty nine, True Believer. Have you heard of this film? I don't believe so. Me either. But it stars James Woods, Robert Downey Jr. Kurtwood Smith. It's got a great cast. It is 100% a lawyer movie. Uh, but I will say this, I, as someone who is not a huge fan of lawyer movies, and I mean, for, even through the first half of this movie, I'm like, eh, it's a lawyer movie and they're fucking being lawyer shit and taking their fucking time. It picks up so much more in the second half that I, it was like, okay, I'm off the phone, I'm off the computer, I am paying attention to this movie. This is a fucking good movie. Uh, it's hmm. not, like, I don't know. It's not the greatest lawyer movie ever, but it definitely kept my attention for quite a while. It was nice seeing young Robert Downey Jr., very young. And it was also very funny seeing, uh, <laughs> 
Oh, what the fuck is his name? Uh, James Woods with a curly uh, a ponytail. It was very weird. He was like a hippie. Oh yeah, that's hmm. it was. It was, it, but but he was supposed to be kind of sexy somehow. I, I, 1989 was a weird year for all of us. Just let it go. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I, it was funny watching this movie from the perspective of somebody who's like, like, I've never, ever even heard of this movie. I've never heard anybody talk about this movie. I enjoyed it. It was good. I will definitely keep it on the shelf and I will watch it again. I, I think this was better than more uh, other uh, lawyer movies that are higher acclaimed. I think this one was better than some of those. Does that make any sense? Yeah, That's it does. I'm just blabbing. Uh, I dug it. The ending, the third act was fucking balls awesome. It's like most lawyer movies, they have a little bit of action up front, maybe a smidge in the middle, and then, you know, your big reveal in the end. And this one was sort of like, no, we're slow burn for the first two acts. And then the third act is where we have our actual action. And shit, it had some fucking weight when it happened. I, dude, I dug it, man. It it took its time to put its snares into me, but yeah, by the time it was all said and done, I was like, fuck, even with... um. James Woods being a weirdo in the first two thirds of it. I was into it. Uh, when we got to the third act, I was like, you know what? All his weirdness paid off. Like all that shit. I didn't care about in the first two acts. Now I care about, and you did a good job building up to that. So there you go. <laughs> nice. That sounds good. Yeah. I'm glad that I own it. I, that's one that actually I would probably pick up on a higher medium, which I'm not even sure if that's, I've never heard of the movie. Which is hmm. why I'm glad I own it on VHS. Physical media for the win. Yep. Back to you. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not sure if you've checked out my voodoo list lately, but uh, I I plucked down $10 for... See, I, here I am bemoaning digital media, but I still... I, I am buying movies on, on voodoo and whatever because... Sometimes they're cheaper that way, and I'm like, ah, it's easier to just, for right now, this movie is worth this, not whatever. Uh, but I was very intrigued by a movie called Terrifier. We actually had this at the theater for one night only, and I was not able to watch it. This is the Killer Clown movie. <clears throat> the poster is so cool. Uh, and I watched little bits and pieces of the movie, just like, literally like, a minute here or there when I was programming this movie in, and I'm like, ah, oh, this is one that I'll watch eventually. Um, and it got enough positive reviews on, like, and I was just, I, was, I think I was in a particularly bad mood, and I needed something horror-ish. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it, this, I guess. I'm happy to report that this is a good one. Now, this is a good one for Gorehound Eugene. I don't know where you would fall, uh, because Did this, you buy it or rent it? I, I bought it. Okay. Uh, this is October. This is the flimsiest, flimsiest of storylines. I mean, this is there's a crazy killer clown that is killing people in a warehouse. The end. What this does make up for in lack of story is absolutely brutal, brutal killing. This is hardcore. Like I sat back a couple parts. I'm like, I cannot believe I am watching this. This is a slasher movie, but it is <laughs> was like... It, was it, I, I can't believe I'm watching this or I can't believe that I booked this at the theater. Oh, yeah, seriously. I thought that. I'm like, I actually talked to some of my show leaders. I'm like, I watched that Terrifier movie and I can't believe that that movie played here. <laughs> <laughs> 
it was nuts. Like, not Adam Green Hatchet crazy, although it's it's similar. It's it's much more of a mean spirited movie than that because the Hatchet movies are more playful. Playful. This is not. This is we're going to kill some people in this movie in the most gruesome ways possible. And there's the only laughs I guess that come from the movie are some obviously meh acting. They, they you know it's it's on that level, but it's only like an hour and 20 minutes long. So it moves at a lightning fast pace. And if you're wanting brutality, that's this movie. Uh, and I didn't recognize, I didn't, I didn't notice any CGI, which that immediately big thumbs up. They used practical effects, really good practical effects. Like the money of this movie is all in the effects. It's just like a special effects showcase, but dear God, this movie was gory. And, and, the killer, the, this clown killer guy, was genuinely legit creepy. The movie, it's not, it's not scary, but he's a good killer guy. This is, uh, I would only recommend this movie to certain, certain audience members. This is not a mainstream movie by a long shot. So there you go, Terrifier. I liked it. <laughs> My soppy brown brain matter. Just soaked up that grew. Oh, it was great. Um, uh, oh, don't mind me. I'm just writing down uh, episode titles. Uh, <laughs> he's a good uh, killer guy. <laughs> did I say that? Yes, yes, you did. Oh, I wow. think you did. Yeah, he is. <laughs> um, and, and okay, botched. I watched botched, and I actually bought botched. That was there was on sale on uh, Voodoo. You remember this one? We've talked about this before. Yeah. Just. Okay, this is the one with uh, uh, Stephen Dorff. Yeah. And I have not seen this movie for so many years, but I remember loving it. And it's still awesome. It is still great. Just this one here is funny and really, really gory. And this is a a good, um, a well-balanced horror comedy. Like there's enough funny parts and there's enough horror that it's, not too wacky, but it's just this weird. I loved it. It was so good, <laughs> so good. Uh, lots of intestines and uh, uh, Russian shenanigans in a high rise, and Ivan the Terrible offshoot. Maybe I think something. It was good. Um, yeah, um, yeah, that it was good. Um, <laughs> I just love leaving you hang. Just go, go on. <laughs> uh, there was a great scene where uh, a guy gets uh, he's sitting in a chair, and there's this 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 floor of this high rise is booby trapped by Ivan the terrible dude, whatever. And uh, this guy, the comedy relief guy, is sitting in a chair. I forget why, but a a big sword pops up through the chair, like right through his crotch. But it, he's wearing pants, so it doesn't you know it doesn't go through his his nutsack, but it goes through his pants. So cut to the next scene and then he walks out and he's in his, you know, little whitey tighties and it was quite funny. And he ends up getting cut in half, which was brilliant. Uh, in his whitey tighties. I liked that. Okay. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just, I just love not reacting and letting you go. Just letting it happen. Just the <laughs> diarrhea. Just diarrhea. No, out what I love is that you, you, you spit the shit out of your mouth and, and then you look at me like for a reaction and I'm yeah. like, nope. And, and it, 
you you're so vulnerable in that moment. Like you look at me like <laughs> say something, please. Yeah, you, do. you look at me like I just came. Did you? <laughs> Was it good for you? Yeah, and I'm like, eh. no, not really. Keep going. A couple more thrusts. Oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do I do coming soon? Or we because somebody already came? Or yeah, I, I would rather just end on a couple of thrusts. <laughs> oh, I'm hot. <laughs> of course, oh, of course, yeah. That's, that's. You know what? I think we'll just end right there. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's not going to get any better than that. Yep. Ah, a couple of thrusts. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. And making a note. A oh, couple of thrusts. <sighs> I will see you next week, sir. All right. Till then. Bye. See ya. <laughs> for listening. Thanks for listening to Movie Freaks. If you would like to get a hold of us, or drop us a line, or tell us you liked a review, or hated a review, or you disagree, or agree, or anything at all, you can get a hold of us at facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod. You can email us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter at Movie Freaks Pod. Thanks for listening.